Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Dairy Gold Agri, your solution to all your farm needs. A very good morning and welcome to the Dairy Gold Farm Talk program with John O'Connor. Coming up on the programme later on, we have Odile Evans, a property editor with the Irish Farmers Journal and also editor of the 2019 Agricultural Land Price Report. We go in detail into that. And also the local property situation, Mr Dan Fleming, auctioneer in Blarney, talks about that. Mr Jack Kennedy, Irish Farmers Journal, on keeping dairy moving across the European Union. Mr Sean O'Sullivan, CEO, Cork Marts, on some changes to practices which should speed up business. Mr Conor O'Leary, IFA Cork Central Chair, on how he believes farmers will be able to keep all our shelves stocked. And where difficulties occur, these will be overcome or at least very severely mitigated. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Michael Creed, on 19th of March, announced a short extension to the closing date for the 2020 nitrate derogation applications. Friday, 24th of April, the move has been welcomed by the farm organisations. Following discussions with farm organisations right across the European Union in recent days, the President of the ICSA, Mr Pat McCormack, said, we now plainly have reached the point where we should recognise there's been serious market disruption across the European Union arising from the virus pandemic and policy measures at EU level will be required to allow farmers and processors to adjust to the current market uncertainties. In the light of the unprecedented challenges facing the country posed by the COVID-19 and associated issues, the Tipperary farmer who serves as president of the ICMSA has added his voice to those calling on all residents to heed the advice of the relevant state agencies and take the precautions deemed necessary at all times. Mr. Pat McCormack said the country is in a very serious situation and farm families, like all sectors in society, will play their part in the fight against the virus. Mr McCormack described the challenge as huge and quite literally a matter of life and death for those most vulnerable. Mr McCormack said we would all need to make sacrifices at this time and apply all of the required protocols. In terms of food production, the importance of food security has come to the fore in recent days and people can rest easy in the knowledge that Irish farmers will continue to deliver high-quality food to Irish and EU consumers. 
Dairy Industry Ireland, DII, has been working to assure all supply lines are kept open to manage dairy product flows and ensure the industry can keep the shelves and fridges stocked right across the European Union as Europe adjusts to the virus. With more on the background to this, Mr Jack Kennedy, Deputy Editor, Irish Farmers Journal. I suppose there's two elements to it, John. There's the there's the on farm level where where the milk lorry drivers are coming um, into a farm business and picking up farm picking up the milk. So it's a case of trying to keep the farmers distance away from the milk lorry driver so that um, you know for fear one of them is carrying the the virus that they they spread it to each other. So I suppose that's that's the big element of it and. You know that you, you tr- would try as best as possible to limit the contact between the the farmer and the and the lorry driver, whether he's collecting milk or whether he's delivering feed to the farm, etc. And if you had to have leave him a note, or if you had to kind of uh, put facilities in place there where he could wash his hands, etc. I'm sure that like that that would be that would be uh, very well uh, appreciated in terms of the lorry driver. And that's I suppose that's the on farm side of it. But then there's the whole piece at at, at milk processing level where. I suppose the processors are doing their best to keep the, the show on the road by organising staff, by changing rotas, by, you know, prioritising what work is absolutely essential now at this time. Um, so that they that if someone gets sick, John, this is the big question, if someone gets sick in the, in the factory, that they have maybe another team that could take over or they have someone else that could take over and do that particular role so that the milk gets processed and, and farmers can continue to milk their cows. Raw milk being a highly perishable product would require processing, whatever processing has to be done within the limited period of 48 hours. I mean, that's it. I mean, we're, we're dealing with products, whether it's milk or meat protein, that need to be processed almost, you know, as you say, almost immediately or within the, the next day or two. So, I mean, while storage conditions on, on farm will allow for maybe two or three days at, at this time of the year, I mean, cows are increasing in milk yield and, and the tanks are getting fuller every, every day. So, it's the case of this product has to be moved off farm and into the processing uh, units, into the milk factories and, and processed there then, as you say, onwards into the beef powders or the cheeses or the, the butters that, that we produce and feed the world with. The demand for cows has gone down due to, I suppose, a number of restaurants uh, closing or working at very low level. But on the other hand, as the journal this week points out, and you point out too, over past days, there has been a significant increase in milk and dairy demands in basically all of the EU member states as these uh, COVID-19 restriction plans are ramped up. Yeah, I suppose it's a, it's a factor, John. That that, that I suppose the little bit of kind of I suppose bulk buying in in a lot of cases where where people are in lockdown or are staying in their homes and they want to make sure that they maybe have enough of food, I suppose, for the week or for two weeks, etc. And I suppose they're buying a little bit more than than what they previously would have would have purchased. So there's, a, there's that element of it, and and I suppose you know that 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 that, that is getting passed back onto the supermarket shelves, and hence they're they're running out at for for a short period. But there there are plenty of stuff in supply and then there is no need for that we call it panic or bulk buying um, because the supermarkets the route to markets are still open and even though you know borders are closed to people the, the, that meat, meat and milk and food is a, is, a, is a product that's going to be able to transfer between borders this, this crisis if that's the silver lining for this crisis that the, the new reality that food is so important I think is, is it, it, that's what it is that, that, that food is central to I suppose the whole piece around feeding Europe not alone Europe but the, but the global population I'm just back from Africa and I mean the, the people there are absolutely dependent on Europe and other parts of the world to produce food for them because they simply can't they don't have the resources the land that we have they don't have the rain they don't have any resources to, to produce that food so they're completely dependent on, on the 
countries like Ireland to produce milk and meat so that they can survive. Um, you know, and so that's that's the reality of the situation. You know, the, the fact that it's up to the farmer to stay away from his lorry driver, for the lorry drivers to do their job properly, and then for the milk processors to take it on the next level. Everyone has a part to play in the in the in the, in the chain to, to to make it all to make it all successful. Thank you very much indeed, Mr. Jack Kennedy, Deputy Editor, Irish Farmers Journal. Thanks, John. Thank you. Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk program, Mr. Conor O'Leary, IFA Cork Central Chair. Conor, welcome to the program. Now, as regards guaranteeing food supplies to the Irish population, you have an optimistic outlook on the situation. You see some difficulties, but those can be overcome or mitigated in some way. So, guarantees of food. Well, thank you for having us on, John. Um, guaranteeing supplies, of course, you know, we produce food by our nature and, you know, food is a long lead in time, so we're not going to be stopped producing food. So a number of the things are going to be dependent on that is the, the one is going to be the health of the farmer if he can continue to produce. The other one is the route to market. And as you said, you know, producing enough or keeping a supply good enough to keep those shelves filled. And um, I suppose we, we were probably looking at the shelves at the moment are pretty well full. Um, there was an initial, an initial scare where people buy out everything that's there and a scare may happen again, you know, if, if, if more of a lockdown comes and um, there's a pretty heavy draw on food for, for a couple of days. But I think in the system, there's quite a lot in the system and I don't think there's any fear of shelves emptying at, at this regard, you know. So back to, say, the farm production side of things, um, production is, is happening away um, quite normal um, to an extent. Um, we're all worried and concerned because it's probably the greatest difficulty that the country has faced in, 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 in any of our living memory. Um, but, you know, there's pluses and minuses about being on a farm. You know, one of them is, is actually a plus and it was always a difficulty is the actual isolation of the farm. John, you know, and the isolation now is probably proving um, a benefit in this regard. Um, one is that there's, you know, there's 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 less risk to the farmer while he's on his farm of contracting the, the virus, um, and the risks of contracting the virus on the farm are, are being negated, um, particularly by by our co-ops and our our ration delivery drivers and so on, and they're they're working to a very strict protocol. And they've written to all the farmers and they've asked the farmers not to meet the driver when he comes into the yard. And um, if you observe the drivers now when they arrive, the minute they arrive in the yard, they'd love up. Um, they do their business and they dispose of the gloves. And, you know, they use their wipes and back in the lorry and they're gone again. So from that point of view, it's, it's pretty good. And, you know, if we can keep it that clean, um, we keep operating. Um, these side of things and the marts are working and the marts are working to a strict protocol. You know, they're they're working to their social distancing. Um, a number of buyers are in buying animals at a particular time, but only one seller is allowed in at a time. And I think if, if, if farmers respect this, if buyers respect this and the general public respect it, um, we shouldn't have a problem keeping the marts open. Um, but I know it's not always difficult to get people to... to um, you know, to do the right thing, but we really plead with everybody to, to be very careful here. So, John, just in, in, in terms of the supply, though, what could we see as risks to the supply? Maybe, you know, if a farmer gets sick, is, is certainly one of them. And that same isolation that I spoke about earlier, which is a help, it's, it's probably a hindrance in terms of somebody gets sick because um, we could see real difficulties, you know, if, if a number of farmers start to get sick. 
and cows have to be milked and, and cattle have to be fed. And in that regard, um, I know the IFA president, um, Tim Conan, has just launched um, a project where, um, you know, every member of IFA is going to be contacted just to make sure that they have a plan B in situation and that they have somebody who can cover for them and just to remind them and anybody that hasn't, maybe we try and, and, and figure out some way of getting them covered in the event of um, of they having a problem because um, it, it's certainly a concern, um, you know, in the event of farmers getting sick. The other risk was their routes to market. Um, one was, um, we'll say that the, the cattle through the marts, the factories, the, the beef factories are working away as normal. Um, our co-ops are collecting our milk and processing and selling as normal. Um, and I know that the, or the EU uh, Commission has um, designated a number of products and goods um, that are to get priority for movement throughout the EU and um, there would be medicines, uh, food and livestock. So, you know, I think if everybody keeps careful um, and does what they should and keep to the protocols, food will keep, will keep flowing. Thank you very much indeed, Connor. Mr. Connor O'Leary, IFA Cork Central Chair. Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, Ms. Odile Evans, Property Editor, Irish Farmers Journal, and Editor of the report Agricultural Land Price Support, costing €15 normally, but free with this week's Irish Farmers Journal. Odile, welcome to the programme. What's been the impact of this virus on land sales and agricultural land sales in particular? Yeah, well, it's an interesting question, John. I suppose um, the biggest impact from the virus will probably be the availability of land on the market. This is coming into peak selling season in the land market. And um, I suppose auctioneers will be slightly concerned that uh, less properties will be brought to market this year. Uh, in terms of price, um, it, it usually would be unaffected by that because so little agricultural land is actually sold on the open market every year. In fact, it's uh, less than 0.5% of the overall land in, in the country. So, I mean, last year, if you take a look at Brexit and the uncertainty there and also the the beef prices and the factory protests and then later in the year, you know, the, the tractor case and the protests in Dublin, um, you know, it, it did affect the availability of land. There was 20% less farms brought to market last year, but overall the price remained steady. So for the last three years, the price has hovered in and around the 9,000 per acre mark and in fact in 2019 it was 8,000. Cork, the county of Cork, Rathcormac, that figured amongst the highlight sales of 2019 in your extensive report. Yeah, so I mean that was the auction of uh, 95 acres at Bridgeland West and it was definitely a highlight for the market. It sold under the hammer for 1.6 million which is €17,370 per acre. Um, now, I mean, that, that wasn't necessarily at the higher end of the price range. Like in Cork, it ranged from €1,200 per acre for lesser quality ground right up to €27,000 per acre. So there's another highlight sale then in... Um, Ballyshannon in Bearings. It was 133 acres and that sold for 1.37 million um, at auction and it would be 10,340 euros per acre which would be more representative of the of the, of the parts of the land that were, you know, for sale in the county. Is it possible to pinpoint in very broad terms which categories of people, which sectors might be actually buying land or you know, keeping this uh, land market going? 
Yeah, so I mean, in the report you'll see um, I've kind of broken it down into the categories of the different farm types, so beef, uh, sheep, dairy, tillage, mixed, and and then I've also got business and international buyers and, and other, which would be kind of a question on forestry buyers. So I've broken it down there in the report, and um, from from what we can see, you know, dairy business and beef buyers would be buying, or would be accounting for the most, you know, amount of purchases, um, but the higher prices are being paid by um, a tillage a business and international buyers and then followed just by dairy so for example on average tillage buyers paid uh, just over 13,000 euros per acre for land across the country and business would be 11,000 euros per acre and then um, international dairy would be about 9,500 an acre or there thereabouts If you want to buy this magazine it's 15 euro here or 15 pounds in the north but it's free with this week's edition of the Irish Farmers Journal you might perhaps put me straight on that one Odile yeah, that's correct. So it's a classy magazine, 72 pages, 72 pages, um, in, as a pullout in this week's Irish Farmers Journal, which is on newsstand since Thursday, and will, and will be available till next Thursday. Um, but if you do want to buy it separately afterwards, it will be 15 euros for each edition. How would the regions compare? Is there a big difference between Munster and other regions? I mean, Leinster uh, would definitely have the, the higher average price, but, you know, th- that is really concentrated around Dublin and the commuter belt area, so Kildare and Meath and that kind of thing. Um, and the, the average prices in those counties tend to be over 12,000 per acre. Um, then after that, you've got Munster, um, with the average price in the province is about just under 10,000 euros an acre. And every county in Munster, except for Kerry, had a price increase last year. But it was really immersive that, um, you know, there was the star of the show in Munster in 2019 and had a price rise of 12%, bringing it, its average to well over €9,000 an acre for the first time in six years. Um, then we look at Ulster, you know, it, you're down at an average price of €6,375 per acre um, and then Connacht will be the lower again, is about 6000 an acre and actually um, uh, Mayo had the lowest price this year with the only county below 5000 and Odile, speaking to Miss Odile Evans, property editor, Irish Farmers Journal, and editor of the Agricultural Land Price Report 2019, free with the Irish Farmers Journal paper this week. How extensive was your research, uh, Odile? Throughout the year, we record, um, you know, properties that are advertised for sale across a wide range of platforms and that kind of thing, and then. Um, I would call all of the, the auctioneers uh, and ask them for results. And what we try to do is if there's a house, if there's a residence on the farm, we take the value of that, um, the apportionment for that out of the overall value to try to get it as accurate as possible in terms of the agricultural land value. Um, and then record also, you know, um, the, the type of purchasers, whether it was a private treaty sale, auction, that kind of thing. Um, so it's, it's fairly comprehensive. Um, there's well over 800 results in it. Um, which would be about the norm um, every year. And as I said, you know, there's there's quite a lot of land uh, on the market that that doesn't sell. So, thank you, Odile. Miss Odile Evans, editor of the property section in the Irish Farmers Journal, and also editor of the new report, Agricultural Land Price Report for 2019, costing 15 euros for the report, but free this week with the Irish Farmers Journal. Thanks, Odile, very much indeed. No problem. Thank you. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips and adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at MintMobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, Mr. Daniel Fleming, auctioneer in Blarney. First of all, Dan, welcome to the programme. Now, elsewhere in the programme, you're very welcome indeed, Dan. Elsewhere in the programme, we've been speaking to Mr. D. Levins from the Irish Farmers Journal regarding the Agricultural Land Price Report for 2019. But, Dan, coming to auctioneering, leasing, letting, etc., if you had to comment on, we'll say, the price this year, the price now, as compared to some other years for tillage, grazing, silage, ground leasing or letting, or even uh, sales, tillage, grazing, silage, auctioneering, letting and leasing. Yes, John, uh, a few questions on that. The letting of of tillage land this year, I'll deal with that now first. Tillage land um, is back a little. Now, the grass farmer or the cowmen um, have scooped up all the tillage land uh, in, 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 from the tillage guys. So it means that there are less tillage for letting than ever before. And, of course, because of the tax incentives, the longer lease, they're all let for five or seven years, so that means there are less land available to people. But withstanding that, the price of tillage land is, has dropped this year because of the price of the barley coming from that tillage land. At 130 or 135, it doesn't pay. You need to have three tons, and you know, the average might be only two or two and a half. So you can win, you can make it pay. Now, I know they're talking about your your entitlements, the maps, and uh, for what you can get for it. 
But only for that, that brown envelope, a lot of the tillage fellows wouldn't exist and they're coming under desperate pressure. Now, as for grazing, ground last year for the dairy, I mean, that was very expensive. That was making 250, 350, up to 400. Now, that isn't attainable. That can't go on because of the prices. The inputs are too high and they can make profit out of it. Now, while there's young farmers forced to take land for to get the maps and, and, and to get, uh, you know, they're getting pints on these from, uh, uh, if you like, entitlements. But this isn't working like that. So they are coming under pressure now to pay that money that they had uh, agreed to pay for the last, for, for the number of years. But this year, the leasing price for grazing ground is certainly back 50 to 70 euros an acre. So it makes more sense uh, at the cheaper than the deer because they can't afford it. Now, the price of milk is good and everything is depending on the price of milk because the dry cattle are on the floor, sheep are on the floor, so there's only one thing left and that is milk. And God help us if anything happens that. So uh, the inputs are gone very expensive. The price of fertilizer has gone away up. I know it's after dropping this year. But last year, sprays, fertilizer, seed, even seed, the price of seed this year has gone up. And it's very, very scarce. And a lot of the winter stuff has to be re-sown because of the wet winter, a lot of it rotted. And uh, 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 that means that they, they've got to get more seed again for that. And that's double the cost. So, John, as you can see, farming is not, <laughs> it's not a happy camper this year. There are ups and downs in it. The good thing, I suppose, is that we're going into the fine weather and uh, people will get a break. The cows will get out on grass and to relieve the farmer inside. But uh, because of the mats and, and, and this disease that they have to observe, uh, a lot of it will be very difficult this year. Dan, we are speaking in very general terms in a broad sweep about uh, tillage, grazing and silage and uh, price of prospects, etc. But have you a telephone number, a website number or any reference for people wanting to ask you specific questions or engage your services professionally? Have you phone numbers or contacts people might like to jot down out? Our uh, office number is... 0214385524 and you'll always get me on 0872575712 or the email is sales at blarneyauctioneers.com we'd be only too delighted because we do all the, the leasings and the lease for these lettings as well which is very very important uh, going forward people leaving the cows but at the same time our milk production volume going up Yes, John, what has happened, or what is happening, the smaller farmer, um, it isn't paying him uh, to produce milk. It is done on the volume basis now, and the bigger is getting bigger, and the smaller is getting out. Then you have the huge problem of help on a farm. Any farmer, if he was to look around him any day, to look for somebody to say, can you come in the morning, he's nobody. There's no pool of people in, uh, in the labour pool for farming. They're all professionals, and when you take young people, I'm, I'm talking now quite close here to the city where they can go to EMC and Apple and all those, and they're getting, they can get, you know, per hour, big money. Now, the farmer can't afford that, but 
we have to come to grips with it. The uh, bigger are getting bigger, producing more, and that's very serious because when a farmer with 200 cows or 300 cows go out of business, that's a big impediment in that area. But when you take the average farmer with his 60 or 70 or 100 cows, he was making a livelihood for his family and his wife, and, and he was supporting the local community. Now, that's important as well, but I know the co-ops need bigger farmers, bigger production and that, but there is a problem there to get help. Is this serious, the biggest serious problem that the farming community is faced with, just to get somebody to come in to relieve them. There, there aren't enough people going into agriculture. While it is a great um, industry, um, people are, the young people are just not focused on that are interested in it because I can tell you I have farms there where there's maybe an only son and he's not interested in agriculture because he he's educated and he doesn't like it and everybody's cup of tea as it were but it is a great lifestyle where you have um, a good a nice level farm roadways everything in order and you're up and running but for the fellow then that has to start at it young and mad for it he has no chance because the inputs and the costs are too high. But that will leave us with less farmers in the communities all over the country. But despite younger people not always deciding they want to step into their parents' shoes and take over the farm, could we still agree that good agricultural land, good agricultural land, will always hold its price? Yes, uh, it certainly, look, good quality land will always make its money. Now, I've got some very fancy prices from last October and um, up to March of this year. Um, we can get from 18 down to, to 12, 10, and poorest land, 7 or 8,000 an acre. But the good quality land will always sell. If you have dairy in the area, and I'm, I'm specifically saying that, if you have dairy farmers, you have no price to get because the tillies fella can't afford it, the dry cattle fella or the sheep wouldn't have that type of money or wouldn't be able to borrow that type of money. But uh, there again, the farmers are getting fewer and fewer and that has going to have a knock-on effect on the local village. I can't say the post office because they're nearly gone. And... Uh, pubs which are now closed uh, as we speak but you know the whole rural scene will change uh, mightn't be for the better now I don't mind I'm all for uh, large farmers but the smaller fellow there is contributing as well in his own in his own way the reality of grain imports vegetable imports what do you think the impact this is having or might have on Irish agriculture, tillage in particular? Uh, that's a very important question. Now, I can tell you this much, that the contractors on the, on the tillage farmers can produce the grain for one... Uh, it can be produced for 135 or 140, and the sooner the merchants realise that, the better. They can go and import it, like barley, into the, into the ports. It's very reasonable at the minute, but that won't continue. Because Russia or South America and where the large producers are, it only takes something to go wrong there. And we have a shortage of feed here. Like we should be self-sufficient producing all that grain. And the merchants have to realise that and give a better price for it. Now, look, the price of ration or, or nuts, 
never seen to drop with the price of the barley from the farmer they can do what they like with it within reason but I'm, I'm saying that they're going to naturally buy it as cheap as they can but to a point where it doesn't it doesn't match up and then them tillage farmers won't grow any longer so like there's a very serious issue here and the same with vegetables we should be growing self-sufficient in potatoes uh, all the veggies that we need cabbage, carrots, pastimes and we're, yet we're importing those. That shouldn't be. But if you don't get paid for them, that's what's going to happen. And, and that will be a very serious thing. That's the next thing now that will happen. You'll see with series one year, there'll be a scarcity out farming. Our neighbour, the weather was too hot. Or something happened it. And we'll be left without a shortage of these inputs. Thank you very much indeed, Mr. Daniel Fleming, auctioneer in Blarney in County Cork. And the phone contact there is mobile 087-257-5712 or alternatively, Daniel Fleming's office at Sunbury Blarney, 021-438-5524. Thank you, Dan, very much indeed. And more from Dan on Wednesday night. Amongst the changes to operations at Cork Marts will be the splitting of sales at Bandon Mart from this Monday, 23rd of March, with calves only on Mondays from Monday, 23rd. Cattle sales for Bandon on Thursdays in future. Also changes at Care and Curran Mart too. But first, developments over the last seven days. Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, Mr Sean O'Sullivan, CEO of Cork Marts. Sean, welcome to the programme. Is trade going well despite all the precautions against the virus? It is, John. I suppose, look, maybe uh, if I could just bring you up to date maybe on some changes to our protocols since we last spoke exactly one week ago. Um, And I suppose a lot has happened in that week. And first of all, we have introduced a system um, which I I must say is working well for our calf sellers, uh, which we call the drop and go system. Uh, We started it in care on Wednesday. We had it in Corrin yesterday and we had it in Skibreen on Friday. And it's working well, whereby the calf seller um, comes to the mart, he's met at the gate, and he or she is told uh, the new terms, which is basically they can go to unload their stock, they can give us an undertaking or permission to sell the stock on their, to calves on their behalf without them being present. And they sign a, a consent form to that effect, They don't even get out of their vehicle. They're back into the unloading area. Our staff will approach them, take the cards, take the signed consent form, and our staff will unload the calves, and then the seller drives away and goes home. So we don't have calf sellers on our mat premises. And, John, this is all part of our drive to keep the number of persons on our property uh, on a sale day as small as is feasibly possible right and we respect and thank the calf sellers for their great cooperation to date we will have been and will continue to do our best for them in the ring and get the best price we can for them without them being present and it has worked well and we expect it to continue that is calf situation john with sheep we are now implementing the same process with sheep we have two sheep sales Corin on a Monday, which incidentally we are deferring to 5 p.m. just for the purposes of um, staggering the allocation of staff, etc. Uh, so the sheep sale in Corin is moved to 5 p.m. 
We will be taking in sheep at Corrin from 2 p.m. And it's the same as the calves drop and go. The seller arrives. We explain the process to them. They will sign a consent form allowing us to sell their sheep for the best price we can achieve. Now, both in the case of calves and sheep, if a seller is not happy to do business with us under those terms, they're fully entitled to uh, adopt that position, but they must leave the premises and take their stock home with them. They're not even unloaded. So that's the situation with calves and sheep. And for cattle, we're asking our cattle sellers to arrive, we will give them an, in, an information sheet with all the protocols which all, everyone arriving at the mart will get, the protocols that we expect them to observe and abide by in terms of safe social distancing, respecting uh, guidelines in the office, etc. So for cattle sellers, we'll be asking them to proceed in the normal way, unload their cattle, and, and assist with the marking and grouping, etc. They can certainly do that on, on the shoot. But once their cattle are pinned, we're, we don't want sellers to be accessing the, yard, the, the mart yard uh, and to, uh, I suppose, to take themselves to a safe space and to await their turn to sell their cattle in the ring. And we will permit the sellers to access the auctioneer for the sale of their cattle only. There will be no other access to the rings for sellers. So they will go in sequence and we will manage and organize that and to ensure that we can maintain social distancing and a safe space for everyone. As regards buyers, all our buyers will have to pre-register. That's whether you're a calf buyer, cattle buyer or sheep buyer. Buyers go to the office to pre-register in advance of the sale. We will give them a special pass and that enables them to access the yard to inspect stock ahead of the sale and it will allow them access to the sales ring during the sale. Uh, the 100 people, which is the national guideline for um, a gathering of people indoors, look, we're operating well below that at this stage, and we're tailoring our numbers depending on the physical layout or the physical structure in our sales ring, and that varies from mart to mart and from ring to ring. So if we feel that it is not... Uh, adequately spaced and we cannot achieve the required social spacing we will not allow anywhere near 100 people in there we will limit the numbers and there is no standee at the ringside all buyers are now seated and again i want to thank the buyers um to date they have cooperated fully with our auctioneers and they are um observing the social distancing in the sales rings so you asked me about trade uh, i've gone through the protocols uh, in terms of the trade, look, we, ha- we are happy with the trade. Uh, I think, as I might have mentioned a week ago, look, I am confident and I think we're all, um, we all know that there is going to be ongoing demand for food, um, whether it's on the shop shelves or whatever the distribution system will be. And my advice, again, to, to sellers is, look, uh, try and maintain your, your normal trading pattern. We hope to be there to do business for you. And if we continue to get the cooperation, which I'm sure we will, of all buyers and sellers, then uh, we should be around to do business. Now, uh, of course, uh, we are restricting access to our premises for anyone who is not doing business. Um, You know, uh, as much and all as we used to love to see a crowd at the Mart, 
it is the opposite. No, we don't want to see crowd at the mart. And if you don't have direct business to do, we're asking you not to, to, to attend. And in fact, we will we'll be manning most of our gate, access gates to our premises and just uh, meeting everyone coming in and uh, explaining all those issues to them. I suppose another important uh, point of information that I want to share with your listeners, as and from next Monday, we are splitting the Bandon sale. So that from next Monday... It will be calves only on a Monday in Bandon. And the cattle sale for Bandon will be on Thursday. So Bandon, with immediate effect, calves only on Monday, cattle only on Thursday. Likewise, in care, we normally used to have cattle, calves and sheep on a Wednesday. With effect from next week, it'll be cattle and calves on Wednesday and sheep only on Thursday. And I've already mentioned about the uh, current sheep sale being deferred to 5 p.m. on Monday. So that is a, a full update on the updated protocols and the change in our sales schedule, all to ensure that we can observe the COVID-19 restrictions and that we can keep a safe premises for all our staff, and again, I want to thank our staff for their great commitment and work in this difficult environment. We want to keep our premises and place of work safe for our staff and for anyone coming onto our premises as well. Thank you very much indeed, Mr. Sean O'Sullivan, CEO Cork Marts, for that very concise yet comprehensive update on the situation, the trading situation at Cork Marts. And that's our programme for this morning. I'm John O'Connor. Thanks for listening. Have an enjoyable weekend. Next Agri-Update due on this coming Wednesday evening between 10pm and 11. Dairy Gold Agri, your solution to all your farm needs. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.